Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. You can be seated and why don't we as well just thank our team. Come on for just their heart for God, the purity of their worship. and It's just a amazing, beautiful. You get those Bible and notebooks and it's uh, just so great to... When you be away for a few weeks, it's awesome. Like we were just surrounded by family time and, and really, uh, you know, just it was with Nadia's family. It's like carnage. There's like 23 or 24 of us in like a three-bedroom house and it's just like all on and there's like, I don't know how many kids. I think there was like 54, even though there was only 23 in total. They multiplied. They multiplied in every way. Noise, mess, food. It was awesome. And, uh, and then having time with my family as well was just, was just fantastic, but there's been a stirring in my spirit, and I guess when I go on holiday, uh, you know, a lot of the time, really, it's just a, a switch off. I just want to switch off. Anyone just want to switch off, right? Like, and, and some people go, yeah, but when you go away, surely you're just seeking the Lord and you're fasting. And I was like, no, there was a lot of feasting. There was a lot of feasting. Uh, and there were definitely moments of just being sensitive to God. What are you saying? What are you leading? I don't think we need to strive for the things of God. I think any father that uh, loves his kids isn't trying to hide his will, but is willingly to constantly and repetitively telling him and, 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 and anticipating the things that he has in store. And, and I just want to share what I guess God put in my spirit, and it's not so much a message as I pray. It is something that just, again, just instills something in our heart for the year that God wants to step us into. I'm going to read a scripture or read a few scriptures, obviously, but... I just pray that it just cements in your spirit the way that it's been cementing in mine. And then share a bit of a, a picture and a revelation that God gave me about a week ago as a confirmation as to what we're going to be stepping into. And then I would love to open up room for us to worship and to pray for anyone that would desire to see literally the things that have been closed on your life from what the enemy would want you to walk in and know as your reality to actually replacing that with what God wants and what he's designed and what he's destined in our lives. And so I tell you now, because I'm praying for a vulnerability today. I'm praying that we don't just hear it and have a desire in our heart, but stay where we are. But that actually today we take a step. Today we actually go, you know what? In God's church is the safest place. It's the most uh, the place where we can actually journey heart with heart, that we can actually peel some layers off. Come on, we don't need to walk into the church and put on a cover. This is the place where the covers come off. This is the place where we can smell a little bit, where we can look at the stains in our life and realize His blood is enough, His grace is enough, and His Word transforms us from the inside out. And so I just want to read the Scripture, and it's really been a hallmark Scripture in my life. And... I don't think if it wasn't for this promise that I probably would be here today, but I really just pray that it grabs your heart, all right? I'm sure it will be on the screen. But Joshua 1, Joshua 1, verses 1 through to 11. And it says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Isn't that an awesome title to have attached to your name? I don't know what title you want attached to your name when you go to be with our incredible Savior and our Father in heaven, but I would love the title, Craig, Servant of the Lord, yeah. right? Like, not Craig, Pastor, not Craig, you know, like, I don't know what else you could add to that, but, but Servant of the Lord, yeah. Servant of the Lord. After the death of Moses, 
the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, uh, my servant, sorry, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them to the Israelites. They were willing and they were ready to fulfill that which had been promised generations ago. In fact, Pastor Danny talked about it last week. The reality of what was promised through the life of Abraham, the new future, come on, that comes out of a new perspective, comes out of fresh faith and the ability to trust in the power of God. Come on, I hope you were taking notes like I was. But basically, this is the promise. They're fulfilling that promise and now stepping into the inheritance of the generation before them. And he says, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. That doesn't mean there won't be giants you've got to face. But it's saying in the reality of them standing against you, doesn't the Bible say that when the enemy stands before you, he raises a standard and like a flood he moves in? So it doesn't mean that we're not gonna have opposition, that we're not gonna face challenging times. But come on, hear what God is saying. No one will be able to stand against you that has a name that is greater than the name that you bear in the wonder of Jesus. And it says this, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you, so here it is, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse seven, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from, the, from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Listen to it again, verse nine. Have I not commanded you? Not suggested, not tried to give you a little bit of a hype up. No, no, have I not commanded you? This is an order from God. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous, Joshua. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. And so Joshua ordered the officials and all of the the people, and he said to them, verse 11, go throughout the camp and tell the people, get your possessions ready. Three days from now, we will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you of your own. Father, I just pray, Lord, as we open your word, that it is life and it is truth and it is powerful, God. It shapes it changes and it transforms. And so I pray, God, as we read your word, Lord, something of your spirit would be cemented in our own spirits. And Father, that it would take shape and it would enable there to be fruit and growth in our life. Can you say amen? Amen, amen. Not a whole lot of points, not a whole lot of deep message, but a conviction I carry that God is saying to every single one of us, whether we're fresh in church or we've been here for decades, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It is time to rise and to walk into that which God has promised in your life. 
It is time to take possession of that which God said years ago is available to you, available to your household, available to us as a church, available to His kingdom, His promise over Melbourne City of people having revival break out and souls being won, your family being saved, your workplace being shaped, our universities coming alive with the truth of God's Word, our high schools set on fire because there's a generation that wants to declare there's a God who's already made a way. You don't need this and you don't need that. You don't need him. You don't need her. There's a Savior who's already come. I'm just declaring it. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It is not time to water down God's promise in our life. It is not time to make it in our, our possibility through our hand and our effort. No, it's time to declare that it's time to be strong and courageous. Strong and courageous. I love this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. What an incredible promise that is. What an incredible, uh, I guess, uh, encouragement that God has given Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Because who knows that Moses didn't have the most simplest of life. The very truth of it is, is that he should have been killed as an infant. But as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. The very protection that I had over him is the very protection I'm going to have over you. Come on, do we take the Word of God and say, hey, it moved in the disciples' lives, it moved in Mary's life, it moved in Moses' life, so therefore it can move in my life? Or do we remove ourselves and say, God, no, that was for Moses, it's not for me, I'm Joshua. I don't know what you, position you put yourself in, but I've got to say to us, come on, we've got to understand that as he was with Moses, so he'll be with you. The protection was there. The pardon was there. See, Moses had a heart for the injustice. He wanted things to be done right, but maybe he took things into his hands just a little too far. Well, not maybe. He absolutely did take it too far because when he saw the Hittite getting beaten up, what did he do? He went and killed him and buried him in the sand. Not the best outcome, but God pardoned his life. Aren't you grateful for the grace of God that's pardoned our lives? Aren't we grateful for where we fell short, where we messed up, where we stepped out, when we took our own strength and our own wisdom and we made a mess of things? God came and restored it and put it back together and declared, come on, you might try and mess it up, but God will go away to fix everything up and he pardons our life. He positions him, right? He positions him in the reality that he was raised by the Egyptian ruler. How crazy is that? That sometimes we can think that, oh man, we're surrounded by just, it seems like the enemies at work everywhere around us. Maybe that's just exactly where God wants his people to be raised up. So that they're in a position and a place to be able to speak with life and speak with grace and speak with hope and speak with truth to bring about a change. He put power on him. That which he placed in his hand, the gift that he carried, actually had the anointing and the power of God on it. And it was used to be able to enable the freedom of God's people. Come on, let's not discard, let's not do away with the power of God upon the gift that he's given us. Be strong and courageous to step out to the place where it's not on you, but it's on him. Be strong and courageous to go to the point where it's not about what you can do, but it's about what he can do through you. Be strong and courageous to go and restore that relationship that's been broken for years. Be strong and courageous to go and step out and start that business, even though the world's predicting economic downturn. Why don't you declare there's a divine calling, there's a divine hour, and there's a divine will, and his role in my life is that I be strong and courageous. I'm not saying it's not gonna be tough this year. I'm not saying that you're not gonna have to cancel Netflix and a few other 
enjoying things that are going to enable you to be able to navigate through the season of rising prices and inflation, et cetera, et cetera. But come on, are we going to go back to a point of safe and let's just, hold, let's just hold on. Let's just do what we can do in our own strength. Or are we going to be strong and courageous? Are we going to be people that actually continue to take steps of faith? Are we going to be people that continue to look over our shoulder at those who are lacking and those who are needy and we're going to give out of what we have to serve others and to help others and to bless others and to feed others and to serve others? Because God hasn't called us to live for the freedom of ourselves. He's called us to carry others into the promise that he has. He brought provision. He brought provision. I love that. In the areas that he was weak, God provided him with others who had the gift and the strength to see the promise fulfilled. We were never designed to do this alone. Come on, there's some of us this year, you know that it, there's areas of your life that you have not got others walking alongside you. There's other areas of your life that you haven't got the blessing of being able to journey in other people's areas of weakness or pain or vulnerability because you haven't gone to a point where you've opened up your life and put yourself in an area of like a group or in a discipleship platform where you can actually start to walk with people and allow them to be a place where you actually see their strength becomes part of the inventory, uh, the inventory that you have to be able to walk into what God has. God placed Aaron beside him, why? So that he could step into what God had. But if he was sufficient in himself, he would have needed nobody else. And the world wants to tell you you're sufficient in yourself, but I tell you, we need each other. Come on, this is a year where I'm believing, come on, that we're gonna open our lives that little bit more. We're gonna link arms that little bit tighter and we're gonna be able to walk with each other through. We, we need each other. And the way God brings people it's just phenomenal, isn't it? We got back late Thursday night and yesterday I just had some time just preparing my heart, really. And I was just here and I was just hanging out and just, just loving it. I just love being home. <laughs> just like, and that's what God's house is, right? It's a home. It's a family. And hanging out anyway, I was like, oh, I, I, I should get home. I should get home and to my other house and, and hang with the kids and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And and as I was driving out, I was just like, and I was kind of like waiting to go to Sim Street. Um, you know, I was, I was like, I, I need to go. I want to go. I really want to go. Like, I re like, I really want to go. Uh, and I was like, no, go Monday. Go Monday. Go Monday. Just, just be patient. Be patient. And I'm like, who are you kidding? Be patient, man. Like, this thing is like burning in my heart for all that God's doing. And I, I got to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. And so I drove there not thinking anyone would be there. But as I got there, there's this crane on site. And there's this steel everywhere. And there's uh, semi who's here, and, uh, and his boss, who's a great guy who's become part of our church as well, Jack, uh, are there, and they've been there with Jack's dad. They've been there all day. All day they've been there, been unloading four trucks of steel so that tomorrow the auditorium is going to start being erected on site and it's going to start taking shape, which is pretty exciting. But what's amazing about the provision factor is actually an expansion when we were talking about it that's when Jack came because Simi invited him because he's his boss, invited him to come to church. Jack comes to church, hears what's going on, gives his heart to Jesus and says, well, I've just bought a crane. I would love to be part of this. How could we be a part of this? And then in January, when every other business is saying, we're not open till after Aussie weekend, we're not open till after Aussie weekend, here's Jack like, man, I got a crane. I got a heart to help. We're here. What can we do? And all of a sudden, we're in a position that we're actually taking steps forward from where we were gonna be. Come on, God is a provider. God is a provider and he'll bring the people. 
He'll bring the, the opportunity, but it's a place where we have to be strong and courageous and not look at the natural of what can't happen, but say, God, this was your promise. Come on, this is your word. This is what you've declared. And he is a God of promise. He is a God of promise. And I can't tell you what your promise is, but I can tell you it's found in his presence. And I just really believe we're not gonna walk out of this year the same way we've walked in. I'm making a declaration to myself, Craig, you won't walk out of this year the same way you walked in. And he's asking me, Craig, would you be strong or courageous? And sometimes strong and courageous doesn't look like scaling the next mountain. Doesn't look like parting of the Red Sea. Strong and courageous looks like being obedient to what he's put in your heart and what he's placed in your hand. And he's actually saying to me, and it's not a big deal for anyone, but I know it's a big deal for me. He's actually saying, Craig, I want you to operate a little differently this year. For probably 19, 20 years of ministry, it's just been go, 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 go. And he's saying, I want you not to go, go, go as much. I want you to be strong enough to actually carve time, create space. I need you to hear from me more than you've heard from me in a sense before. Now I've always, in that sense, had God's leading. There's never been moments where it's done out of my, you know what I'm saying, hear my heart. But you know what, that's gonna take strength. It's actually gonna take strength to stop the same rhythm and cycle that's been going on for 20 years to actually carve time and position space to be able to look up and to look out and start to capture again the new horizons that God has for us. Because God isn't putting us in a new territory so we can just keep on doing the same old. He's placing us as a congregation, as a church in our city in a strategic place so that we would be able to see and be able to step into all that God has. But if I don't carve time, who knows, we're gonna find ourselves in two years recycling what we've been doing because the same moment and the same momentum, it's gonna take strength. It's actually gonna take a lot of strength. And you might think, oh, that's easy. I, I, mean, I can carve out time anywhere. Well, maybe you should give me some notes on how you do that. But, but courage, courage. This year, we're gonna go through a season of discipling and being discipled in more ways than we have before. And we're gonna intentionally create room for us to, but it's gonna take courage. It's gonna take courage to actually say, I'm gonna prioritize that area of my life. It's gonna take courage to actually expose the areas that we've done for so long, not having to talk to anyone about. But I tell you, you will not walk out of this year the same way you've walked into it if you would allow there to be a moment of strength and courage where you'll step in and you'll actually say, okay, I'm gonna enable myself to step into what God is wanting to lead me into this year. It's gonna take courage. It's gonna take courage for me to sit across from people in cafes and the office and different moments in homes and on couches and address the real areas of the issues of the heart and for us to be able to walk and navigate some of that stuff through. It's gonna take courage because we like to talk about everything around it, but sometimes it's so hard to land the plane. But I just know that God's saying it's time to land the plane. It's time to go there. It's time to see that. Why? Because if we can just break through some of that stuff, what that can release for us to be able to cross over is going to be absolutely amazing. But it's going to take courage. If you're not in a connect group, I'm going to say it as your pastor. Get in a connect group. You were not designed to be isolated. If you're not in a church, spirit-filled, Bible teaching, doing life together connect group, 
Oh, yeah, but I've got a whole group of friends. We go out and we hang out and we go to the pub and we do all this. Yeah, yeah, those are friends and stuff like that. And have those people in your life lead them to Jesus. But you need a God-centered, spiritually talking, Bible praying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we need a group of people that we're doing life with. And I'm going to encourage you, if you're not in that, it's not out of pressure, but I'm saying there is so much God wants to lead you into. There's so much He wants to lead you into, and there's so much He wants to do through you for others, but we've got to position ourselves to be able to do that. Is this coming across all right? Is this like connecting heart? I pray it is. So we're in New Zealand hanging with family for three weeks, and it was, and it was, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, Lots of funny stories and lots of great adventures and great little moments. But sad day last week, we're in my hometown, Tauranga, and, and my son, uh, Ezekiel, who's four, loves cars, like obsessed with cars, right? Like obsessed. And anyway, we we're hanging out with Simon and Aaron, uh, good friends of ours, and, and we we're driving back late that night, and I saw a Speedway car on the back of a trailer. And I don't know if you know what a speedway is, but it's kind of like, the, you know, that dirt track uh, where they just go round and round and round and round. And, and I was like, man, I haven't been to the speedway for ages. And so I Googled it, and there it was. It was on tomorrow night, Saturday night, uh, in Tauranga at Bay Park. And so I was like, get out. And so I said, to, I said to Beauty, I said to Nadia, I said like, hey, we should go to the speedway with the kids. That'd be awesome. And, and so anyway, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so anyway, organized it all. And we went there, and, and, and Easy was peaking. Like, he was just like, he was just frothing out of control. And the only time he was upset was when a race finished, and he thought there might not be another race. Like, and he had this look in his eyes, looking at me, saying, Daddy, please tell me, is there another race? Is there another race? And I said, yes, son, there's another race. And the next morning, I had to drive to Auckland to be part of the central services. So I was leaving about 4.30 to get up to Auckland. And so I'm like, I oh, will probably leave a little bit early. And then I look at those eyes and that expectation. I'm like, we won't be leaving any early. And, um, and so anyway, we went there, and, and I, I used to live in top of West Australia, and we used to go to the Speedway up in Kununurra, and, and I don't remember it being as dirty as it was. I, I remember getting flicks of mud, and they were wet, but I don't remember dust. I don't remember the sense of being covered in earth. And so we literally, we go there, and, and this is the Speedway. There's a shot of the race cars, and... And there's the race cars, they're going around and it was awesome and there's crashes and stuff, but you can see up in the air, there's all this dust, all this red earth, all this red that's going on. And literally, we weren't there for like 30 seconds before you look down at yourself and you're like, man, I'm covered. I'm, I'm getting covered. And so I got another photo of a petrol head who was there. <laughs> I tell you what, you can take her out of the country, but you can't take the country out of her. She was like, I could get into this. I can get into this. She actually looked at me and goes, babe, I reckon I'd actually be good out there. And I'm telling you what, from the way she drives around uh, Airport West, she'd be really good out there. <laughs> but you can see, like, she's literally covered. Covered in this red earth. Covered in this red dust. And we walked out, and we did not walk out the same way we walked in. Because of the proximity that we had, there was a reality of what was taking place started to cover us, and it started to change the way we even were able to see, it changed the way that we're actually able to talk because of what we were surrounded by and what was covering us. And I just felt like it's a very simple revelation, but I tell you, I pray it since somebody's heart of fire again this morning, that 
We are going to be, because of the proximity with God and the proximity of His Word and the proximity of prayer and the proximity of worship and the proximity of our heart after Him, I'm telling you, we will not walk out the same way we walked in. Because when you're in proximity with Jesus, you're in proximity with the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus made a way where there seems no way. And there will be transformation that takes place. There will be transformation that takes place. I say it again, there will be transformation that takes place. See, God is a God who is covering us. I love it. He has covered us with His love. Ephesians 3 says He's covered us with a love that surpasses all understanding. I loved hearing Mons' story at Christmas time. The reality of a love that made a way, that found and embraced and saw her set free. We are covered with grace, right? We are covered in God's grace. I love Joe and Jacinta, but Joe's story, and I think we should use it this Easter, but from a family that literally his, his parents, his mother was murdered by his father and his father then killed himself and, and a murder-suicide child raised up. And look at this man whose life oozes the love of Jesus and the grace of God and is drawing people to only trust and entrust their heart even more to him. We are covered in mercy. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Come on, I think of Colin and Alana, eight years believing God for their beautiful little son, Samuel. Eight years declaring, but the highs and the absolute lows of that journey, yet every day the mercy of God was there. Every day His presence would meet them. Every day people would gather around them. Every day they were able to walk each step and God's promise was fulfilled. Covered in wisdom, I think of Adrian and Jazz, amazing, amazing friends and pillars in our church, but going a couple of years ago through his IT business, having a crisis, one the biggest client that he has, the worst kind of crisis you would want, thinking that that's the end and this is gonna reshape the whole business. But God covered him in wisdom. And as he prayed and he sought God, God gave him strategy and the opportunity to be able to navigate and the relationship stronger than it's ever been. I wanna tell you, God wants to cover you this year in a fresh and powerful way. Come on, covered in his peace. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled. Pastor Paul, as he had his second brain surgery, he said, I was covered in peace like I've never known before. And we've got to keep covering Pastor Paul in prayer and believing, come on, full healing, full restoration in the name of Jesus. Covered in favour. Who knows, God wants you covered in His blessing. Come on, covered in His favour. Not there scraping by, not there just surviving, but covered in the fullness that God has. I love Ted and Sean, another great family in our church who God led into church so that they as a family could have a home and a place to worship and a place to grow together. But in their own calling and business, God led them through expansion to take a step of faith. As they took a step of faith, God literally in the next three months doubled their business. Only then to three months later, double it again. And he has not stopped multiplying as they've just said, God, I tell you what, we're here to see your purpose outwork through our lives. Covered in hope. I love Andre and Carolina, who no doubt might be watching with us online. But when they were told, as they had a miracle conception, that this child will not survive, so you should terminate. No, the hope that they had was that Olivia was a promise from God, not a problem in her womb. And so therefore, they stood on God's word, stood on His promises, and as a church, we stood together. 
and Olivia was born healthier and stronger than they ever predicted. But we must continue to cover them in prayer and believe, come on, for full fullness of life and fullness of health. Covered in purpose. I think of time and Paulina. You may not know them yet, but they're an amazing family that have just come to Melbourne. Nine and a half years ago, left life Auckland to move to the Netherlands on a word from God. June last year, felt God stirring them, saying it's time to take another step of faith. July, August last year, heard that it was Melbourne. By December, they sold everything, packed everything, and arrived in Melbourne on the doorstep saying, God, we're here. What do you want to do with our lives? Covered in purpose. Brendan and Ange. Brendan has just become our GM part-time. How awesome is that? But taking a step of faith to step out of those, they navigate their own businesses, but to say, God, this is your purpose. Come on, but it takes being strong and courageous. Come on, it takes us trusting God's word and not trusting in what we can see and do in our own strength. You're covered in power. You're covered in joy. This morning as I was doing my final printing and getting things sorted, here I can hear Francesco, top of the stairs, any volunteer walking in, hey, hello, it's good to see you. Come on, covered in joy. We're called the joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on, in this year where they're predicting doom and gloom, would the joy of the Lord be our strength? But it's going to take courage. It's going to take being strong so that we can step into what he has. Covered with conviction. I love Paul and Rita. But I tell you, if you want someone that's convinced that your miracle is available in God's power, then I tell you, get that woman praying. Because there's a conviction she carries for the miraculous. And it's not just for one, but it steps into others and it rises this ability to take God at his word and covered with the commission. But this isn't for one, this isn't for some, this is for all. Matthew 28, we are all called to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, if you haven't been baptized yet, next Sunday night is your night. Oh, well, I need to do a theology degree. No, you don't. Do you love Jesus? Has he got your heart? Has he saved you and set you free? All right, let's celebrate. Let's do this together. But it actually represents the reality of the purification that you've had in your spirit and your soul is outworked in the natural. I declare, come on, we're going to see great baptisms next week. You're covered. See, Christ died not just for us, but he died as us. He took our place. But too often we don't see the Christ we see the craved. Too often, I don't see the Christ, I see the craved. But you know, when God looks at you, he doesn't look at Craig, he looks at Christ. He looks at me through Christ because Christ took my place. And when I put my faith in him, he literally removes the old and steps me into the new. But the enemy doesn't want us to see ourselves as co-heirs of Christ, doesn't want us to see us as ambassadors of his kingdom, doesn't want to see us as people who would carry an authority. Come on, he gave us an authority to be able to walk and to navigate not a survival life, but a life where our Savior would come and his kingdom and his will would be done. But it takes us not seeing ourselves in that way. And the enemy would want to cover us in shame and in guilt and in condemnation and compromise, complacency, doubt, worry and fear, weariness, intimidation, insecurity, anxiety, pain, excuses, victimhood, regret, I'm declaring, it's time to have a new vision. It's time to declare, come on, I'm strong and courageous. And I'm going to see myself not covered in the things of my past. I'm going to see myself covered in the promise of my purpose and the reality of what God is and able to do. 
Come on, he can take your shame and he can turn it into strength. He can take your guilt and he can make it a place of grace. He can take that area of compromise and make it an area of commission. He can take the complacency and make you someone of great commitment. He can take the area of doubt like Thomas and make you a man of destiny or a woman of destiny. He can take the area of worry and fear to be a place of his love, his power, and his peace. The weariness can become wonder and anticipation. The intimidation can declare again Christ's victory and his unshakable identity. The pain becomes promise. The victimhood, we're not buying into the victimhood mentality that's out there. No, we're coming to a place where we declare his victory in our life. The places of regret actually can become places of his righteousness. And I declare we are covered. Come on, can you say it? We are covered. We are covered. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, Ephesians 3 says, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. And I pray, out that, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Team, come and join me. So that Christ's power, come on, may, so, so, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled, hear this, you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Listen to it, now unto you, now unto him who was able to do immeasurably more than we could either ask, sorry, immeasurably more than we, all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I'd love you to stand to your feet for just a moment. flying back in Thursday night. I love flying from New Zealand to Australia. One, because I'm coming home. I love this country. Two, I love it because you're chasing the sun. And it was night, it was going into dusk. So we're chasing the sun. As we're chasing the sun, the sunrise starts to hit, starts to set. And there was this photo that I took out the window and no amazing photo, but I felt like God just say, Craig, this year, as you step back in, as we step as a church into all that God has, as you step as an individual, as a family, as a, as a single person with the call of God on your life, as you step into it, I wanna tell you, you're covered. You're covered. And it's not gonna mean that it's not gonna be high waters at times. It's not gonna mean that there's not gonna be moments where we feel scarce. It's not gonna be moments where we don't feel, at times, the opportunity to be fearful, but you gotta hear it, you're covered. And there needs to be a determination in our spirit that we are gonna rise and we're gonna be strong and courageous for as he was with Moses, so he will be with you. You will not leave you nor forsake you. You do not need to be afraid. Just be very strong and very courageous. And I would love to pray for just a couple of groups of people before we close. Maybe you're at home right now and you're joining us and you know that God's speaking to you in your area, in your life. But if you're here and you know there's areas that you're covered in, 
that aren't clothed in Christ, but more clothed in the reality of your past, areas of compromise, areas of guilt and shame. And you're saying, God, I wanna lay those things down so I can take afresh the mantle that God has called and commissioned me to carry. Then would you be bold enough this morning just to raise your hands all over this place and say, it's time for a transformation. It's time for a laying down of the old and I'm gonna receive that which God has for me. Come on, don't hesitate. I've got my hand raised. There's areas of, 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 The enemy wants to create intimidation and I'm laying it down. I will not be intimidated in the call and the purpose that God has placed. There's areas of fear. There's areas of cynicism and doubt. There's areas where we held ourselves back from the reality of what God wants to do because we don't believe that He wants to use us in that way. Come on, lay it down. Take hold of that which God has for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank You, Lord God, that we are not clothed in our might or our power, but I thank You, Lord God, that we are clothed in Your Spirit. And Father, in the Name of Jesus, I declare not by might nor by our, but by Your Spirit, Father, that You would bring a transformation in the Name of Jesus over the reality of how we see all that You have called us to, but also how we see ourselves. Father, we declare a fresh image and a fresh identity and a fresh clothing. Father, replace, Father, fear. Replace doubt. Replace sickness. Replace, Lord God, a sense of unworthy with the reality of the worth that comes from heaven. Father, I pray that there would be an empowerment. Father, I pray that for all of us that we would be strong and courageous. Father, we would take You as Your Word and we would seek You, Lord God, with all of our hearts. Father, we declare we will not leave this year the same way we walked in. Father, we declare, Lord God, there's going to be such a covering of your presence and your power. God, give us vision, give us dream. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.